As we get ready for communion, let's look at God's Word. We'll, we'll hopefully encounter God through God's Word, through Jesus, through the proclaimed message, and then we'll get to ingest the Word and make it, it'll become a part of us through communion. So um, you, you can turn to John chapter 2, or it's also printed in, in your bulletin there, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Uh, we've been going through a sermon series that we started this summer, and we're just going to keep doing this for a while, however long it takes, uh, following the church calendar still in the, in the high holy seasons. But we are looking, we're focusing on the red letters of John, and that's what the series is called. So that means we're, we're honing in on what Jesus, as it's recorded, what Jesus said, actually said, and also what he did, what he taught and maybe most important of all, the way Jesus lived. And we're going to follow this through John, which is the most mystical of Gospels. I think all the Bible is meant to be approached. I'm learning more and more in a mystical way. John, listen, if, if you, if, uh, as we get to these red letters throughout John, for a lot of them, if, if you're not first scratching your head going, say what? Then, then you're not really listening. Um, and that's actually how a portal to get into this deeper meaning uh, that, uh, that John will have for us um, is first to, to actually go say what? <laughs> so let's look at it. We're, this is a famous and the first sign in John, famous miracle. And uh, it's all about the party. So let's look at this. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. When the, the wine ran out, Jesus' mother said to him, They don't have any wine. Jesus replied, Woman, what does that have to do with me? My time hasn't come yet. His mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish custom of purification, each able to hold about 20 or 30 gallons. That's 150 gallons in total. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some from them and take it to the head waiter. And they did. The head waiter tasted the water that had become wine. He didn't know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the groom and said, everyone serves the good wine first. And then after the guests have become drunk, the cheaper wine. You kept the good wine until now. This was the first miraculous sign that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory, and the disciples believed in him. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray now that, as Jane prayed, that we would, well, this is my prayer, that we would be still and that we would practice being attuned to this moment, that we would simply pay attention. This is the only moment right now like this that will ever come. We're here together. It's not a coincidence. 
I don't believe. And I pray, Jesus, that no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, no matter why we're here, we may have been made to come. I pray you would surprise us, though, with new life. Make all things new as you promised, Jesus. Amen. Have, have you ever been to a, a party and, you know, you arrive and, you know, folks are in a good mood, you get a drink, you're kind of milling around, and then so-and-so walks in and the air kind of changes, the, the energy gets sort of ramped up because now the party has arrived. You know what I'm talking about? You know, people like that. Uh, sorry, introverts, it's not you. But that's okay. That is okay. You belong as well. But, but aren't you glad for these people? Oh, it just kind of sets everybody at ease. I'm glad they're here. We, we had a party last night at, at our house. And um, I'm sorry if you couldn't make it. Um, you, you did miss out. But, but there'll be other parties at House of Mercy, I assure you. And first, Bob Walters comes walking in. He was kind of on the early side. But when Bob shows up, the party can begin. And then our friends at Lake Forest came walking in with their fancy all-terrain vehicle brigade (laughs) as they came down the driveway. And they came in and, you know, they were announced and everyone applauded. That was a pretty good entrance, right, that y'all received there. And the party just kept building. But, you know, for some people, once, once they get there, you know the party can begin. And with other people, they are the party. And then when they show up, it's like, oh, man, it's going to be a throwdown. We're going to really celebrate. And Alex and Caleb <laughs> are that party. Right, can, I, can I get a witness? <laughs> the party begins when they walk into a room, any room, that because they are the party. They are like Jesus. The passage that Jane read in the call to worship, it, that's, did you hear? It's talking about a party. The greatest, the party the world is longing for, it, it, it actually has begun. Now, it's, we're not there yet. I mean, it's going to culminate into the consummation of what's being told there in that passage the party to end all parties, except it will last forever. But friends, it has arrived. His name is Jesus. That is what this passage in John 2 is all about. That is what it is communicating. The party has arrived and his name is Jesus. So we're going to look at two things. First, his mom tells us what to do when Jesus shows up, whatever he tells you. She's finally kind of, you know, he's 30, and she finally realizes, oh, he, I, I'm not just biased when I say my son is special. <laughs> and then secondly, the party begins in the margins. It always begins in the margins with this king, with this party. So first, do whatever he tells you. In verse 5, uh, that's what, what Mary says. And this is where 
they're, you know, we're looking at the, the red letters of John, and, and they're all applied to Jesus. But there, sh- there should be a reddish hue to these letters and to these words and to this sentence, I believe. I think there's a deeper meaning to what the mother of God is telling us here. And we're meant to apply this at this point now directly to us. If you want to be transformed, if you want to experience life now, you don't have to wait. Now you do whatever this person tells you. This is um, with the Bible and certainly here with John, there there are kind of two levels uh, at work here. I mean, the passage Jane read said that this, on this day, the veil that is covering the nations will be removed. You can enter on to the other side right now. That is heaven on earth has come in Jesus. You can enter in if you do what this one tells you. There are always kind of two levels. There's a surface level, again, especially with John. And then there's this deeper meaning. And I think we find that here with Mary's words. Now, it, it might have sounded harsh, right? Um, when, when Jesus, I mean, it sounds like there's maybe he's projecting a lot here when his mom. So it was a, it was a major embarrassment in this culture to run out of wine. Um, uh, and, and friends, I'm, there was alcohol in this wine, okay? Uh, I don't, what? Don't listen to prohibition. That's a a man-made invention that tells you otherwise. And so to be out of wine means the party is going to stop. It's going to end. And so Mary just leans over and says, and and she, I think with compassion for this family, for for the groom in particular who was responsible for this, Hey, Jesus, can you do something about this? Woman, <laughs> what does that have to do with me? Like, it's like he's, it, it might sound like he's projecting a lot onto, but, but there's a deeper meaning here, as I, as I think I've learned this week. So there are two times that um, Mary is mentioned in John, only two times, actually, in this gospel. Uh, both times, her name isn't mentioned, but she's referred to as woman, And so when Jesus says the hour, my hour has not come yet, he's referring to the hour of his his crowning achievement, his coronation, which is the crucifixion. And he will say then to John, who's the author of this book, will say, woman, looking to his mom. And so here's where we know that he's not being harsh here. There's something else going on. He'll say, as he is dying, woman, here is your son, looking to John. From this hour, the disciple took her into his own home. And so John's communicating here something deeper. I I think Mary in this way is a, an archetype, a, a symbol really for a redeemed Eve. Eve is being redeemed here, as it were. This woman, right, has be, is being redeemed. There's that sense that, that Jesus is signaling here with, through the pen of John. That's his hour, the one he's talking about, the ultimate hour where the, the glory of God is manifested once and for all for the world to see. And it's this co-suffering God. Love for the world. The Savior of the world. Fulfilling his work. 
So he says, as he pronounces forgiveness to those murdering him, he says, it is finished. Salvation is complete. There's nothing left to do, friends, but embrace that. The party has come. If you want to experience it, though, you have to do what he says. You got to follow this king who just keeps saying, I know you want to know exactly what your life is going to look like, but you're going to have to just come and see. The promise is you will see and you will experience new life. So here's a good prayer, simple prayer for us to pray as we're trying to be formed in a coordinated way together around this good news. Jesus, please help me to know what you're telling me. Help me to listen not with our ears so much, but with, with right here with my heart, with my gut. Help me to know what you're telling me, Jesus. Help me to listen with my heart and enable me to follow. Or, or you can even start before that and just say, Jesus, help. Wonderful prayer. I pray, that's my favorite prayer. <laughs> I prayed all the time. Was it Barbara Brown Taylor or Anne Lamott? Help, thanks, wow. Those are three great prayers, huh? And Lamott. Yeah. Help, thanks, wow. Okay. Then when you're feeling, you're feeling good, you're having a good day, you feel like following Jesus, then you can pray, Jesus, help me to know what you're telling me. Help me to listen in my heart, to know in my gut. There's a, there's a still small voice here that is not, sometimes not quite as loud. We have to practice and orient and calibrate around that voice so that it becomes louder. And then Jesus, help, enable me to follow you. Lastly, the party begins in the margins. If you want to go, so what's being prophesied here in Isaiah, that, well, the, the passage Jane read, is, is, is this feast, this celebration, and copious amounts of wine, that is a biblical metaphor that it is happening. That's why you see all 150 gallons of wine. Okay, a friend of mine in seminary said that would be, and this guy was from Mississippi, and uh, good old boy, he said that would be like pulling back the pickup truck, backing up with like 30 kegs of Miller Lite. When that truck shows up, the party has arrived, right? That's this symbolism, symbolism. And there's a wine that exists that won't harm you. Some of us have a disease and we need to be careful about that. But there's this wine that this is a symbol of we can drink down to the dregs because it's this loving, gracious king. But here's where that, so you got to know, the next question is, okay, where do I go? Where do I find this party? Well, what this king and this kingdom show us is it always begins in the margins. That is, the, around people, that society moves to the margins. That's where you find the beginning of this party. It's what we've been trying to, you know, just show our friends at, at Lake Forest. It's, it's what we at House of Mercy need to continue to learn I think um, the kingdom has come, the party has arrived with Jesus, but only those who, who have a certain way of being know it. Only those who have a certain way of living know it. It's not easily apprehended, not yet. 
And we're told very clearly where to go. Um, as, as we're following here the words of Jesus and John, I'm going to keep asking this question. It's a good diagnostic question, I think, for us. If Jesus were to walk into the room and he were to be examined here by us, and our first question is, Jesus, what is the gospel? As Bob said last Sunday, I believe his answer would be, I am. Which is what Jesus says. It's what Yahweh means in the Old Testament. And Jesus takes those words upon his own lips. I am. Okay, here, this would be another good question. What does the gospel do? Well, here, Jesus is very clear. There's no kind of like mystical language with Jesus' response. You can go to Luke 4, probably the, the chief place to start. What does the, the good news do? How do we recognize it? Well, he said, it brings good, or that is he, the good news is a person, brings good news to the poor, liberty to the prisoner, recovery of sight from the blind, freedom to the oppressed, and the year of jubilee, the party, and that's for all. The party begins in the margins, and then Jesus invites all the rest of us to come. But that's where you have to go. Okay, here at House of Mercy, we have, we're, we're, we're not even an established church yet, but um, we're, we're trying to live this way. And so we have um, kind of, we've identified two spaces to be in where we have proximity with people that get it better than maybe some of us. Spaces in the margins, and, those, and that is 12 Baskets Cafe and um, Western Correctional Center for Women. Now, you, you have to, to go to Western Correctional Center for Women, and as I said this morning, we go there to meet with Jesus. That's why we are there. <laughs> If it, if it happens on the other side, if they're meeting with Jesus through us, well, that's when you know the kingdom has come. Because when, when you center the marginalized, it, everyone benefits. And so, but you have to have, like, you have to go through their orientation, that is through Western Correctional Center for Women, get in the prison system. Not everybody can do that. You don't have to go there. That's why we are, we are graciously graced by the presence of our friends who come here to be with all of us. At four o'clock on Sundays. So you, you can do that. You can also go to 12 Baskets. And we as a church, we, we're just communicating. We want to mobilize because I believe a primary role of the church was, should be following Jesus. So it's the church's role to mobilize people and organize people into those spaces. To, to live and move and have their being in those spaces. But you don't have to go just to those two spaces. We're, tr- we're, you know, we're identifying those two. We're also, yes, ma- big fans of the other things that y'all have done this week, that we've done this week. Haywood Street Congregation, Umoja, um, Transformation Village, and ABCCM. But, but it's not like Jesus only hangs out there. The point is, wherever you live, work, go to school, and play, Find and have proximity with people on the margins. They are there. They are you, as a matter of fact. I mean, have you, have you ever been lonely? 
maybe you certainly know someone who, who was experiencing some loneliness, some isolation at the school, at your school cafeteria, sitting by themselves. Go be with them. And you, the promise is you will find Jesus there. On days when you are feeling lonely, days you need help, days you, you are very present to your need, we all, that's what it means to be human, actually. I'm learning through Molly um, that one of the mantras in the 12 Steps program is um, service keeps you sober. So, that, that is so beautiful. When you feel that, move. <laughs> Go be around other people. I know it can be very, very hard, but don't just sit there. Move because service, that is... Uh, other, like uh, being other focused keeps you sane and sober. You will find Jesus there and you will find your true self along with him. Is that making sense? I, I just, I don't, I don't want us to ever feel like we've got to do certain things. No, we're just, House of Mercy is offering things, hopefully trying to make it easy for us to mobilize together so that you don't have to go alone. But the point is, wherever you live, wherever you move and have your being, move toward the marginalized. And when we center on those that society moves to the margins, we all Everyone benefits. <laughs> that is how the us and them is removed. That's how it works. It's the only way it works. Let me end with this. So um, if you were to look at, at Isaiah 25, right before what Jane read, you see this. So, I'm, so, so that you know I'm not just like making this stuff up. I mean, it's all over the Bible. But right there in that passage, it says about the party, about Jesus. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm. Amen, Bob Dylan. And a shade from the heat. So once again, I, I, I want you to just think of yourselves now, Okay. Um, just, just you, Jesus has stepped into the room. Jesus has been here. Um, yes, you can find Jesus on a mountaintop, but you get more of Jesus here because there are more of you. So think, think of this about yourself. Have you ever needed shade from the heat? Man? Yeah. Have you ever needed shelter from the storm, the metaphorical storm that's the worst storm is going on right here in our hearts oftentimes. Don't you need shelter from that? Have you ever been distressed or in need at all? Do you need help? The new wine has come. Drink deeply. It's free. It's for all. And this, this wine, listen... <laughs> get drunk off of it. It's good. And it is filled up to the brim, overflowing. It never, never runs out. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for coming into our lives right where we are and not expecting us to, to do anything, as Jane said at the beginning of the service. Thank you that your first words to us always 
or you belong. You are salvation. And the good news is, as we follow you now, we move from that grace, not for it. We've got all we need, but help us, enable us, Holy Spirit, to follow you, Jesus, to drink deeply of you as we're going to do right now. And as we drink the wine and the juice, and as we eat the bread, I pray you would just ground the gospel truth deeper into our lives. You would actually transform us. In Jesus' name, amen.